Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the Prophet is a production of Gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. For those people investing in the stock market, there's always two groups. The very heavily funded and well-connected fat cats on Wall Street. And then there's you and me, the average Joe. And both groups really, if you think about it, they have the same goal. They want to make money. Using their money in stocks to work for them. And the majority of the time... It's Wall Street that wins. And recently, though, stuff changed. The average Joe suddenly was a formidable person on Wall Street. But then something happened. We're going to take a look at what a bunch of people on Reddit did to a number of stocks that has really bothered some big guys on Wall Street, especially the hedge fund crowd, market analysis, and politicians from both parties. Wow, they actually agree. Plus, advertising is essential to get an idea out to the public. Whether it's 30 seconds on TV, a billboard, an ad on Facebook, advertising has to be memorable, engaging, and relevant if you want it to be effective. So we'll be talking to someone who created successful, iconic campaigns that you will probably recognize. 
and we'll get some insight into the world of advertising. I'm David Grosso, and this is Follow the Profit. So you're looking to get rich quick? There's plenty of podcasts out there for that. Don't look here. Here on Follow the Profit, we aim to deconstruct what's happening economically, politically, and socially out there in the world so that you can use your money to help you. And for any company who has a product to sell or any consumer who has a product they want to buy, there's one element that is common with both, advertising. Historians say the first ads were verbal. Sellers would shout what they were selling, and we still see this in marketplaces across the world. Then someone came up with a bright idea to put up a sign to promote their product. Someone like a cloth seller decided to promote themselves on papyrus scrolls. Then came printing on walls, and of course the printing press, then newspapers, radio, TV, and now the internet. Some ad campaigns, of course, turn out to be memorable. We can think of one that involved a medieval Franciscan monk who finished a manuscript and was ordered to make 500 more. So Brother Dominic found a copying store with a brand new Xerox machine, and the problem was solved. That 60-second ad played during the 1976 Super Bowl and instantly became a classic. Another involved getting the message out to New Yorkers to be more vigilant about terrorist threats. And that's why the local transportation authority there adopted a very simple ad campaign. If you see something, say something. And that very same person who developed those campaigns has been involved in many that you've probably seen. For the airline Virgin Atlantic, for the TV channel Comedy Central, for the automaker Honda, for the Vegas resorts, Wynn Resorts. And he joins us today. His name is Alan Stephen Kay. Hey, Alan, how you doing? Good, very well, thank you. Very nice introduction. You almost made me believe it. <laughs> so let's talk about that. How do you make someone believe in what you're selling? Because isn't that essentially what advertising is all about? Yes, that's the objective. But the way to get people to believe it is to tell them the truth. Everything that I've done, I could swear on a Bible. We use our imagination to tell the story, but we don't make up stories. So how can you tell whether an ad is effective or not if you're saying that it all involves truth? How do you know whether there's fakes out there or not? The bottom line is the bottom line. How sales are. If sales are really good, your advertising is working. If sales are your advertising isn't working. Fortunately, I've worked with some very smart people and they bought the right things. They had the right ideas. They gave the right input. So my job was pretty easy. All I had to do is figure out how to tell the story. We are kind of all naturally born storytellers, but how do you figure out how to tell the right story to the right audience when you're selling something? First, you have to know your audience know what makes them tick. Then you have to speak to them in their own language and tell them things that they would be interested in. That's where you start. I have five guidelines that I use for developing advertising, and that's start with the customer, live with the client, uncover the obvious, keep it simple, and follow through. And I say, if, if you do all that, you're not gonna screw up too much. So how do you know who you're selling to? Because a lot of times, growth in companies comes from unexpected places and demographics. That comes from the client. The client is the source of the input. They know who their customer is in terms of demographics, psychographics, 
with that information, we then use our imaginations to come up with something that is interesting. For me, I, I coined a word called advertainment. And advertainment. So uh, an advertisement that entertains you then. Exactly. Right. And you have to have both because if you have an ad that isn't entertaining, people won't stay around long enough to get the information. Okay. So there has to be a balance of entertainment and information to make a good ad. So let's talk about your hits because there's been quite a few. What was your first hit and how did you feel when that happened? Whoa. I graduated college on Tuesday. I flew back to New York on a Wednesday and I got my first job on a Thursday in a very, very good agency that I didn't particularly want to work for. My goal was to work for Wellsbridge Screen and I couldn't get arrested there. And I took this job at McCann Erickson and, um, wound up doing very, very well. Oddly enough, I was hired as an art director, writer, producer. In those days, they would have a lot of slashes, art director slash, writer slash, producer slash. So they gave you slashes instead of money. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you felt important, right, Alan? Like, exactly. oh, slash, 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 yeah. Right. Okay, so that'll give you an idea how much money I was making. Um, no, actually, I happened to be paid uh, quite well for a recent college graduate, which was good because I had my wife, my first child, um, looking for a home. Uh, so everything kind of fit together. The first job, and this is pretty unusual, was for Goodyear International. Commercial. Oh, like the blimp. Yeah, sort of. And I wrote it and art directed it. And next thing I knew... I was in France shooting it. And here I was all at 21 years old, my first job, my first project, and I'm in Nice. The commercial, the concept was that if you have these Goodyear International tires on your car, you feel like Mario Andretti driving in, in Le Mans. So the commercial started with this very meek little Frenchman coming out of his very modest home and getting into his little Fiat and he starts it up and then all of a sudden he's dressed in a racing outfit and he puts it into gear and zoom, 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 zoom. And now suddenly he is going through the streets of Monte Carlo as if he is in the race, the Grand Prix. And then the voiceover just says something to the effect that um, when you put Goodyear tires on your car not only your tire performs better so do you good your international whatever so that was my first spot it was humorous made its point and was fun to do back then xerox was what tesla is now i imagine the this 1976 super bowl commercial involved mm -hmm. a monk because it's a reference to the gutenberg press because the automatic press was the first time the bible the first thing they printed was the Bible, of course, in Germany. How do you draw that out in your head? I put my brain on autopilot and I really don't think about it. I get the input. I understand it. Then I go to sleep and I don't think about it. The first thought before I went to sleep was one thing that this duplicator did was it made books. It collated 
So I was thinking, hmm, make books, make books, make books. Aha, a bookie. A bookie makes books. They do their touchies. What if we do a commercial about a bookie that business is really growing. He has all these touchies to do to hand out. What's he do? Ah, he has a friend who has a Xerox duplicator. Fine. So I knew working with Xerox, nah, they're, they're not going to go for a bookie. So then that's when I went to sleep and I started thinking right before it fell off that, okay, when did information start being put down? And I thought papyrus in Egypt writing on a scroll. Okay, well, maybe an Egyptian writing on a scroll, not particularly humorous, but I knew I was on the right track. Then I said, stop thinking about it. Went to sleep at four o'clock. My brain connected all the dots. A monk in a monastery in the catacombs doing the script, bringing it to his father's superior. Father wants 500 more. Brother Dominic gives an oy vey kind of look and, uh, <laughs> and goes off to figure out what to do. And as you said, he goes to a friend that has a Xerox duplicator. The job is done. He brings a big pile of copies to Father Superior, who looks at them and is totally amazed and looks up and says, it's a miracle. And then the Xerox logo comes in. And that was the whole story. The Monk commercial got the most notoriety. Many people that credit it as having started the Super Bowl as the arena for introducing new breakthrough concepts. Wait, Alan, that wasn't a norm? That's the birth of the Super Bowl commercial that we know of today? Yes, people have said that. That's even in writing. Why don't we talk about the MTA? So when you're in the subway in New York City, see something, say something. Mm -hmm. So pithy, so easy, almost like anyone could have come up with that, but somehow no one did until you did. Well, I kind of beat into the punch, I'd say. I came up with that on 9-12. I was in my office, and I was very upset, disturbed, beyond, as everybody else. And in the advertising industry, we are like born helpers. We want to make things better. And I said that I would like to do something. And many heads of agencies were thinking about that, and I knew that. And I felt that what was going to come out would be something very nationalistic, where Americans were proud, kind of make people feel good for the moment. And I said, okay, I'm sure that's going to be taken care of. I want to come up with something that will make people feel good for a long time in the future, kind of like an ounce of prevention. Then autopilot goes in, and I'm thinking that um, Americans, uh, particularly New Yorkers, are very jaded. They, in most cases, are oblivious to what's going around them. They were taught when we're walking to look down, never look up, never look into people's eyes, mind your own business. So I thought, well, let's look at the opposite. In Israel, because bombings and things like that are, were way too common an occurrence, 
the people in Israel knew to be aware of their surroundings. And if they see something suspicious, report it. So then next step was how do we make Americans be aware of what's going on, not be complacent. So I said, well, if I were to tell people what to do, what would I say to get like that? I would say, if you see something, say something. Say, hmm, that's pretty good. I wrote it down on a three by five card, always carried them around for extraneous thoughts. And I said, yeah, that's it. I think that does it. We're going to take a quick break here. Be right back. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When I ask you a question, you look up. 
So, because I'm seeing you on video, what's going on in your brain? There's a lot of systems thinking, like you have a formula for doing this. I see that you kind of take these ideas and you have a process that you do this in your brain. What's going on in there? It does it by itself. It gets the input and then it distills it from what am I trying to communicate? What am I trying to say? Take all the extraneous elements out of it and then get to the nucleus of the idea and then like a seed, water it, fertilize it, it grows. And then my thought process takes over on its own and says, what's the best way to communicate this? What's the best way to explain it? What's the most dramatic way? What's the most humorous way? There's um, one other key thing that uh, the work that I do is known for is a sense of human. I don't deal in uh, bits and bites. I deal in flesh and blood. The commercials that I do are not technology oriented at all. There's another phrase that I came up with in 1972, which was humanology, which is technology not for technology's sake, but for people's sake. And that was always my belief. The first time that I went to the Xerox Palo Alto Research Center Park, um, which is where all the virtually everything that we're using today came out of that laboratory. One of the chief engineers named David Liddell, he started by saying technology isn't about bits and bytes. He said it's about getting home in time to have pizza with your family. And that struck me because I never thought of that consciously, but that's what my work was all about, helping people. And I applied that same thing to Xerox. And I loved when he said that because, you know, one of the hardest things to do is to explain to clients what you're doing and why you're doing it, because most don't get it. When I'm explaining things to some clients, they don't get it. They get like this 30 mile stare. And then <laughs> you're discussing what I deal with on a daily basis. No one oh, gets it. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, how frustrating. Um, and the more sophisticated they are, the less they get it is what yeah. contrary to popular belief. So yeah. being on your side of the table is not easy for anyone who doesn't know. No, like you're true. trying to please the client and the client doesn't even know what <laughs> questions to ask. Yeah. Yeah. The um, it, it's funny you should say that um, Lois Corey, she passed away way too soon in 1990 and left me with a company to run. Um, she used to say that she was sure it had something to do with the necktie because on the weekend, <laughs> on the weekend you have a client, he's a regular guy, he's watching television. Oh, that's a good commercial. That's funny, whatever. Okay. Then he gets dressed in the morning, puts on his tie, ties it a little bit too tight, comes to work. She, she was sure it cuts off enough oxygen in the brain to make him not understand anything that made sense. That was her theory of the necktie. <laughs> That's the, you know, what's funny. I, I go on networks all the time uh -huh. that you're, you're mandated to wear a tie. I was on one yesterday yes. and I don't because of that, because it restricts my airflow. <laughs> so uh -huh. I think your ex-partner was right. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. You know, what this show is all about really is helping people who are in different phases of their career, figure mm -hmm. out ways to get ahead. What do you think your secret sauce was? 
Was it right place, right time? Did you put in the work? How do you begin to explain your story and why you feel you were successful? Common sense. That's what's lacking in business today and for quite some time. For some reason, people, they try to think what to do instead of using their common sense and saying, gee, what's the right thing to do? It's funny, every time that I have a decision to make to go one way or another, I just say, well, what would my grandmother say? Because she was always right. She'd say, well, all you should do is blah, blah, blah. And I'd say, oh my God, absolutely right. So I would listen to her long after she passed and just say, what would grandma say? And that's, that's part of it. I always use my common sense and people working for me as well. I tell them too, just use your common sense. And I'd say, I'll tell you my opinions agree with what you think is right don't agree with what is what is wrong and once you leave my office you're in control of your head and your hands you do what you think is right and i was fortunate enough to hire some really bright people and they did the right things you mentioned processes every agency had their particular process their brand development process seven steps to develop a brand and they were all the same they just called them something different. <laughs> and it was really just a bunch of bullshit. Really, it was like window dressing to make the clients feel that there's something mystical about advertising, and there isn't. So when companies would come to us, and then they'd say, well, you know, what's your process? We just came from three agencies, and they explained their brand development process, and what's your process? I'd say, well, we have a very unusual process that none of the other companies seem to use. It's called the thought process. And we apply it to everything <laughs> we do. <laughs> the thought process. <laughs> One guy said, he said, oh my God, he got up, came around, he grabbed my face and he said, if I could kiss you on the lips, I would. We have heard so much crap about this process. You're the first person that spoke English and told us the truth. <laughs> God, I wish that was more common in PR agencies in New York. I worked in one for five years in New York. The process for everything. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I think the simpler you make things, the more you should be paid. Everybody can make something complicated. It's the really smart people that can make it simple. And I, I've worked with clients, particularly scientists that start their own company. And they take something simple and make it very complicated. They're scientists. I'm married and, to one. I can tell you all about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I don't have patience for complicated things. They shouldn't be. Even things that, that are very complicated and result is simple. Who's doing it right now, Alan? Let's talk about today's world. I'm sure you still consume ads. Who's doing it right? Nobody. Nobody? If you listen to any normal person, they say advertising sucks. Nobody says, wow, advertising is great. I just saw this great ad. Oh, my God. Yeah, and said no one ever. Correct. Yeah. Yes. No, no. Somebody said, wow, I saw this great tweet. Oh, boy, this award-winning tweet. Oh <laughs> I don't God. think they give out tweet awards. I know they cancel people, but I don't know about awards. <laughs> yeah, I said that's fine. One day they're going to give it's going. They're going to give a Clio award for the best tweet of the year and then they're going to be in categories okay what was the best 
tweet about boyfriends. And really? Okay, well, I learned something. <laughs> about politics, okay? The fact of the matter is, advertising went from special to social. Even the companies, advertising agencies, got taken over by these uh, conglomerates, by these holding companies that do anything but advertising. They know business, but they don't know how to sell a product. And it's the guys at the head of those companies that are very, very wealthy, making all the money. Now, and for a while, they've been furloughing, so to speak, people that are making the most money, that know the most about the business, and they're letting them go. It's a known fact. And the business gets taken over by young people that really don't know what they're doing, that weren't taught the same things, weren't taught the essence of advertising. There's all this bureaucracy now when you try to pick up yeah. work from these I, big companies, which really have the budgets and the resources to run the big ads. The tenure of clients with ad agencies used to be many, many years. And the last I heard was like seven months if, if your project lasted a long time. That's ridiculous. What clients don't understand is by being like a frog, jumping from lily pad to lily pad, um, some lily pads are better than others. And you're better off jumping to the shore and building yourself a home and being surrounded by now I'm getting into people with people who understand your business, who have worked with it, who have developed your brand. And it's not that way anymore. And agencies, we used to be able to hire staff and keep staff. We never hired freelancers because the time it took to teach them what the product is all about, what the brand is all about, what the clients are all about, is time wasted. By having a consistent staff, all of that was gone. There was no learning curve. Clients don't see that, that side of it. And I don't, I don't know why, because it really is to their detriment. The last commercial that I saw mm -hmm. that I really clearly remember is the Nike commercial featuring Colin Kaepernick and Serena Williams. Very political. Do you think it's smart for ads mm -hmm. to be political these days? Isn't that something kind of relatively new? I think it's, it's fair for them to express their opinion. It's gutsy because they might express an opinion that their customers won't agree with, but that's tough. I think people should stand on their principles. I've developed principles over the years, which makes uh, decision-making a lot easier. Is this the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do? it's the wrong thing to do, I forget it. If it's the right thing to do, I take that direction. When we first started handling the Xerox account, the CEO of Xerox, C. Peter McCullough, um, called me into his office, sat down. Alan, he said, let me tell you this. This is what I believe. As companies get closer and closer to parity, you're going to do business with people you like. Until people know our company, your advertising is our company. I want you to do advertising people like. And I thought to myself, gee, I can do that. You know? And uh, I, I've always agreed with that philosophy. 
people that have have worked for us over the years i said be nice to your clients if they don't like you they're not going to like your stuff but if they genuinely like you they're more apt to listen to you and to buy from you Alan, you know, I think I've laughed more on this interview than I have on any of the ones I've done for this podcast. Oh. I want to thank you for your time and congrats on a on a great career. I hope that advertising changes and that we don't end on a down note. Like hopefully that someone figures out that common sense, likability and resonance matter. But evidently you're saying that that's an endangered species these days. No, I'm an optimist. I believe in a pendulum. It's going to start swinging back the other way. It has to. That's physics. I believe in physics. That's something that is truth and never going to change. And that's the pendulum. Look, in, look through history. Take any topic and you're going to see it goes from one extreme to the other. Right now, I don't know how much further the pendulum can go in, into non interpersonal relationships where people live on the computer you know that's that's really hard now we have no choice and i think people are making the best of it but once this is over human beings are going to be like animals let out of a cage they're going to want to have fun they're going to want to live they're going to have life they're going to want to make up for all this time lost being in a cave and I think that that's going to happen. It's that's going to influence everything. And advertising uh, is going to get better too, because people won't stand for the bad stuff. And the people doing the advertising will stand up and say to the client, I, I don't think that's very good. I think, why don't we do something that has little humor, that has some humanity in it, that's based on reality. I think that has to happen because a vacuum has been created for that. On my personal opinion, I think history has proven it, and now the future, I believe, will prove it again. Wow. Well, on that note, that's incredible, Alan. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today from the New York area. All the best to all of you up there. We're going to take a quick break here. Be right back. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The buying and selling a stock used to be very straightforward. If a stock is popular, the price goes up. If a stock tanks, it's probably because people aren't buying it. But there are moments when buying and selling of stock gets blocked, particularly when there's volatility. And that's when there's major drops or rises at the stock exchanges. For example, when the S&P index, which is just literally a synthetic measure of how the stock market is doing according to a basket of stocks, they halt trading when the market drops a certain percentage point sometimes 7, 13, 20%. And this exists to stop panic selling. And really, they say, you know, it's important just to maintain some sort of stability. But what about exuberant buying, right? Well, that kind of falls into that category. And that happened with GameStop. And it's happening with several other currencies and metals, etc. So one of the metrics people use when determining the value of the stock is how good of a business they're in. And GameStop, we all know sells video games. You've seen them at the mall. And these days, you kind of order those things online. So GameStop is kind of sitting on a really outdated business model. So most people expected GameStop to just die, right? Earlier this year, the stock was 20 bucks, And then a few days later in January, you know, from January 12th to January 20th, it went up to 40 bucks, And then six days later, it was 150 bucks. And then the next day, get this, it went up to 350. And then since then, it's just been going up and down and super volatile and just absolute insanity. At one point, GameStop was worth more than Best Buy, its cousin that is much larger and much more profitable. So why did it go up? Did GameStop announce a new way to get video games? Nope. 
Did they create the next hottest game? Nope. None of that. GameStock saw its stock soar thanks to a bunch of people on a Reddit feed. So millions of retail investors, you know, average Joes, were on Wall Street bets. You know, that's a Reddit thread. And they identified a little problem, that hedge funds had massive short positions in GameStop. And they thought, hmm, if we make the price go up, we'll not only make a lot of money, but we'll screw the hedge funds, like a little populist uprising, which a lot of people are upset at Wall Street for what happened during the Great Recession and got off scot-free. So they thought, hmm, why don't we try to make a lot of money and get back at these hedge funds, these big Wall Street fat cats? You know, let's pull out our pitchforks and play their game. Well, guess what happened? They got turned off. TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, Robin Hood, many more blocked these average Joe's ability to buy GameStop stocks and many more. While hedge funds, guess what? They were allowed to continue as usual, as if nothing was going on. It was really disappointing, honestly. I was kind of blown away myself. How is this allowed? So let me get this straight. Wall Street is just a casino for the well-connected. And for the regular investor, oh, you know, never mind. When you stop winning, we're going to lock you out. So in the end, it's just a casino for Wall Street. The house always wins, right? The day that regular people figured out how to play the hedge fund game, they got locked out. So this brought together politicians and ordinary people like you and me on all sides of the political spectrum. Notice, hmm, this isn't right. These are people just trying to make money. My neighbor came up to me and was livid and said, how dare they lock me out? This should be illegal. And honestly, I agree with my neighbor. You know what? If people want to go barbecue money in their backyard, that's their prerogative. It was wrong for these platforms to lock people out. And really, it's a metaphor for what's been going on for years in America, right? There's two sets of rules. There's a set of rule for the big guys and a different set of rules for the small guys. Average entrepreneurial Americans wanted to make some money in the stock market. And guess what? Big institutions won anyway. You know, this is a moment here, an inflection point, a game changer, no pun intended with GameStop, right? We can't allow this. This is unfair to regular people. And it doesn't matter whether you're liberal or conservative. The whole point of a stock market is to allow freedom of trade. You're able to buy when you want. You're able to sell when you want. And you know, honestly, platforms like Robinhood, which many of us use during the pandemic, we've discovered they're in bed with the hedge funds. Is that fair? Is that fair to us for them to use our consumer behavior against us when they're betting? I think not. Something needs to change on Wall Street. And I don't know whether it's regulation or perhaps less regulation. It depends on what your ideology is. Honestly, that's above my pay grade. But I can tell you one thing. This is unfair. And we all know what happened. This is good old-fashioned corruption. And really, all Americans and all companies, big and small, should be treated equally by these platforms. And that needs to change. And I'm happy that politicians as dissimilar as Ted Cruz and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez noticed that this was wrong. Thanks to all of you for joining me as we follow the profit. And I'd like to thank advertising guru Alan Kay. He made me laugh a lot. 
And while he was making me laugh, he gave us valuable insight into the advertising world and how that world can really benefit you and your career. As always, I'd like to thank my team, Emiliano Limon, Scott Handler, Cheyenne Reed, and our executive producers, Newt Gingrich and Debbie Myers. I'm your host, David Grosso. So if you're enjoying this show as much as I am, give us five stars and give us a review so that others can really learn what this show is all about. Follow the Prophet is a production of Gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All opinions expressed by David Grasso and his guests on the show are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Gingrich 360 or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by David Grasso on this podcast television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by David Grasso as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. David Grasso's opinions are based upon information he considers reliable, but neither Gingrich Productions nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. David Grasso, Gingrich Productions, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on this website. David Grasso's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of David Grasso's compensation from Gingrich Productions is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither David Grasso nor Gingrich 360 guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this website or on the show. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must take an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show. Before acting on information on this website or on the show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.